I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 143 of the Cantabite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lynn, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm happy that my computer hasn't taken a shit yet because it recently did. So let's hope that this episode goes without any more technical issues. Yeah, I mean, if it's going to freeze and dump everything, I'd rather it do it within like 10 seconds of us starting and not an hour from now or like right before our deadwood conversations yeah that's right last week we missed out on the deadwood conversation because zencaster is a piece of shit <laughs> it is but the pros of that is that we get to use skype now and like emily and i never really like see each other or like we obviously we don't live in the same I almost said same country we don't live in the same state so like now we can like see each other and like it's she gets to see how much I move around in in my bed so it must be very entertaining and I'm always just moving everywhere because yeah and Emily gets to see that now so it's great hey of course oh wait now I've lost my episode notes because I had to restart Chrome (laughs) We're a bit of a mess today. That's nah, okay. It's Monday. Messes were made for Mondays. Um, but let's see. Oh, um, I have another podcast now. Yay! Congrats! What's it called? I'm uh, I'm on. Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners with our good buddies, Johnny Grasso and Michael Pappas. What? Yeah, they they asked me to come on permanently, and after some convincing, I decided to join them. Oh my god. So you get a record, is it every week, or are you guys doing bi-weekly? Oh. Yeah, we're doing every other week, and because we have um, the friend of Johnny and Mike's, uh, Bill Beck, who is doing the YouTube show for him, instead of like, you know, Rogue One used to drop every Thursday, and now it's sort of just like the podcast is going to drop when the YouTube is ready, so it can go up simultaneously. 
So it'll it'll come out when it comes out. So you know, but I think I think that was that's sort of good in terms of hey, then you have stuff to talk about every two weeks, and you're not struggling to come up with stuff in every week like I do this afternoon when I was frantically googling Star Wars news. God, well, at least you make notes. I just fucking give up if there's no news. I'm just like, whatever. I'm sending the Zincaster link. There's no news this week. We know, you know. So that's exciting, though. I'm happy that you, like, is that like our, so like, you're on that podcast. Does that mean like Johnny and like Mike are like by like half siblings or what? Yeah, I think that's how it works legally. That's exciting. I get to send Christmas presents to two new people now. So that's great. (laughs) Yeah, it's the extended family. Now, the first episode I recorded, like, as, because I had done one a couple weeks ago when they, you know, and then they asked me that at the end of it. But my first episode, like, officially as a co-host, Mikey couldn't do it. How on brand? I know. Wow. And I don't want to like I don't want to give him too much shit, you know, because he had to he had to go like like it was you know a legitimate thing he had to go do, but it it did make me laugh because it was like maybe like fifteen minutes before we were supposed to start recording. Oh. <laughs> uh. I love it though. I mean, at least like Johnny now has someone to record with because. You know, he would always do those like solo episodes, and those would always be really interesting. But now he has you. And I that's think even that more I think that might be part of the reason he asked me. It's because he was he was sick of Mikey flaking out and like having to desperately try to find a guest or do a solo show. <laughs> oh well, I'm happy for you, and I'm happy for them that they have you because I know from experience how great of a co-host you are. So, yeah, good good for you all. I'm yeah. happy. Yeah, I'm I'm happy. I think it'll be fun. Um and I think I think every other week is sort of good, especially especially right now when we're sort of between things happening. Yeah. That's that's good. Like how many podcasts do you have now? You have this one, Rogue One, The Fan and the Furious. Um, that's it for right now. That's just so many podcasts. I I can't imagine. Yeah, you know, we're sort of fan of the Furious is ongoing, but there's sort of a limit to that one in terms of there's only so many Fast and Furious movies, and we're about to do eight, which will means we have Hobbs and Shaw left, and then apparently we're doing some god awful Netflix cartoon. And then it's probably just going to be Vin Diesel movies. I know. I saw that. you Did you watch that one Disney movie he did where he's like the Navy SEAL taking care of the kids? Yeah, we watched The Pacifier. And that wasn't even for the podcast. That was just we were watching it and live tweeting it because we're morons. I don't know. Speaking of, yeah, why didn't we save that to talk about on the podcast? Maybe because it's not a podcast episode because it's fucking terrible. But not like particularly fun terrible. It's just kind of an awful, boring movie. Yeah, I remember seeing that movie as a kid. Like, I think Rusty was just watching it like the other day, and he's like, "This is a great film," and I'm like, "No, 
it's really not it's bad and i've watched you know i've watched a lot of like shitty family comedies growing up and that particular story of you know tough guy has to babysit slash bodyguard like that seems to get made about every five or six years so i've seen many variations of it but this one was particularly boring that's basically what the incredibles 2 was about (laughs) but you know i think i think hulk hogan made like half a dozen of those movies and the rock did a couple of them and yeah, but that's the thing about The Rock is that The Rock is, like, kind of charming. Like, Vin Diesel just, like, is Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel in his element, I think, is very good. It, well, not good, but very enjoyable. <laughs> but this is not this is not Vin Diesel's element. Although, I do think he's, he's quite good with kids. But, like, little kids. Whenever, like, I've seen him interacting with little kids, either... Mm-hmm. Like, in movies or you see, like, stuff from movie premieres and stuff. I think he really likes little kids, and it's quite good with them. But when it's, like, Vin Diesel talking to bitchy teenagers, I'm like, oh, no, this is not good at all. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that would have been funny to hear your guys, like, because I saw some of the live tweets, and I'm like, man, if this was an episode, that'd be funny, because a Disney movie with Vin Diesel, like, that has, like, you written all over it. Yeah, we might have to come back to that one. We'll see. There's there's, there's other stuff to go through first. Maybe you guys can do, like, the director's commentary of that movie, and, like... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but not much else going on. Oh, my Hot Toys Krennic finally shipped. And it's not here yet, but it, by the time this goes up, it should be here, because it's supposed to come on Thursday. Krennic lives. I'm so excited. How long ago did you order this again? January of last year. Oh shit! And like, look, the when you know when they announce the hot toys, they go up, you know, with a fairly long lead time. But this one did get delayed like two or three times. Wow i I thought that they would just like cancel it, but. I'm happy for you that you're going to get it, but oh my god. Yeah, you know, like the second time it got, second or third time it got delayed, I'm like, oh man, this is, this is bad times. This is, this is going to be very sad times if this gets canceled. (laughs) Uh, Well, he's coming soon. He might be, he might not be the real Mendo. I don't know how tall the real Mendo is. Like, probably around like six foot, six foot, like, Six one or two, yeah, something like that. He's not he's like a tall boy. No, he's not like super like ridiculously tall, but he's not short. Yeah, but he, he's coming home. That's all that matters. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm gonna have to make space for it, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, just move some of your Tarkins around, and yeah. uh, what else you have on your desk. Yeah, I mean it's I'll... gonna it's gonna the Hot Toys Krennic has to go next to the Hot Toys Tarkin. Yeah. Which means some of the various other Tarkins are gonna have to move. Or the Lego Krennic ship is gonna have to move. Because that takes up a lot of space. Yeah, I mean I can we can make another shelf, I put it I don't know. 
Like, how many Lego sculptures do you have? Of- I only have I only have two of the big Lego sets. I have the I have the Krennic's shuttle, and I have the um Porg. Oh, uh, there we go. Yeah, I know I have the Porg too, but I think that's the only one I have. I really like doing them. I just can't bring myself to spend the money on them. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, but God, they're the easiest presents for a 26-year-old man, let me tell you. <laughs> let me fucking tell you. Like, it's it, Carlos's birthday is coming up. And like he never knows what he fucking wants. I'm like, "Oh, what do you want?" No, uh, I don't know. Don't don't give me anything. I'm, I'm gonna get you something and it's always like it's always easy because it's like oh like he doesn't have this like he doesn't have this lego but now with all this quarantine shit like he's been putting together legos like once a week and then i sent him a lego care package so now i'm just like well what lego does he not have now and i have to like coyly ask oh so what legos do you need or i don't know but i, I think i already have an idea of which ones like to get him or other ideas but thank god he's easy so yeah. It's actually my mom's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Emily's mom. I did not get I her hope- Lego. What'd you get her? I got her. Have you ever seen those jigsaw puzzles where it also has like this mystery thing to it? So like you read the little short mystery story and then there's clues to the mystery in the puzzle. No. Yeah, I've never done one before, but I found a Sherlock Holmes one. And they've been doing a lot of puzzles during quarantine. Oh. But it's hard to find puzzles right now. As everybody's been doing puzzles during quarantine. But I think puzzles are especially mystery puzzle is sort of like mom Lego, you know? It is Lego yeah. for mom. <laughs> that's perfect. Oh well, that's exciting. She'll she'll love it for sure. I mean, like, if she doesn't, like, whatever. Like, <laughs> I mean, it sucks, but I, I had no ideas this year. That's uh, okay. I know it was weird because yesterday was Mother's Day and, you know, having, like, to pull together, like, ideas, like, you know, and figuring out, okay, like, when is a good time to go to the grocery store? Because, you know, I've been taking this, like, stay-at-home order, like, st- fucking seriously yeah. like i don't leave i don't leave my house like i am as pale as paper because i don't go outside i think i've only been going outside like because my mom's like hey let's go on like walks like walks around here and i'm like okay you know but then like they're all like why are you wearing your mask you're exercising i'm like i'm walking there's a difference but i don't know i'm just i'm so strict on that because like i don't want to get sick i don't want to get anyone sick yada 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 but then like you know having to go to the grocery store to get cards or having to go you know grab this like it's really difficult and that's why like online shopping is like so great but also it's like a great risk because it's like you could say it's coming here but then like what if it doesn't you know you're screwed so you need to get five different things and hope that one of them ships yeah normally i like to also because you know her birthday is always right around mother's day i like to normally get her flowers too just so you know like it doesn't feel like she's getting cheated but I was like, I don't, I mean, Am- like ordering her present off Amazon, you know, she can just like, you get an Amazon box, you set it aside for a couple days, you know, 
like without touching it or you can wipe it down but i'm like do i really want like flower delivery like i mean you know my parents are 70 like that just seems like an added risk i did not need like even if it's a small risk it's sort of like okay well probably not worth it for some flowers yeah i know that's tricky i know carlos set my mom flowers for um for Mother's Day and it was funny because like of course I was like worried I'm like god like what if we get like porch pirated but like I swear to god like the guy like rang the doorbell like 10 times like I thought that it was like rusty at the door and I'm like (laughs) what is that and my mom's like who got me flowers and I'm like yes I know (laughs) but that's sweet I know it was it was really sweet but oh well I guess we have Star Wars news this week. Yeah. So Hollywood Reporter broke that Tamara Morrison is going to be in Mandalorian season two. Um, Supposedly playing Boba Fett. I think that's the one that makes most sense anyway. But um, from the article by Aaron Couch and Boris Kitt. Sources say Morrison will play Boba Fett, the famed bounty hunter who first appeared on the big screen in 1980's Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back and who seemingly died in Return of the Jedi. He fell into the Sarlacc pit. Blah, blah, blah. Jeremy Bullock. Blah, blah, blah. Boba Fett is expected to play just a small role in season two of the series after the character was teased in season one episode The Gunslinger. When a mysterious figure sporting the bounty hunter's trademark spurs approached the apparently lifeless body of Fennec Shand. So, Emily, how how certain are you that Tamora Morrison is coming back as Boba Fett? I think it's the one that makes the most sense. In terms of, like, I know, like, look, people are like, oh, man, maybe he's playing, you know, Rex everything. And I'm like, okay, but how many people watch The Clone Wars? I mean, realistically, versus how many people know who Boba Fett is? Yeah. I don't know, like, maybe this Hollywood Reporter article. So, and when I first saw it, I'm like, you know, when I first questioned that, I'm like, oh, maybe the article wasn't talking about this. But their sources seem to say that it's Boba Fett. And again, maybe it's wrong, but then it's like, if it's somebody else after you have the spur sound, then that's really fucking shitty. Like, and we talked about before that if that spurs weren't Boba Fett, then that's a shitty thing to do to the fans. But to bring him back to play a different dude would be fucked. Like, I love how the Boba Fett fans didn't have, like, five minutes to themselves about this news until everyone was saying that he's going to come back as Captain Rex. Like, I, I get it. I get the excitement. Like, don't get me wrong. But... Why would it be Rex? Like, what would Rex be doing in this series? Like, I understand that, you know, we keep getting news that, you know, Ahsoka might be returning or like Sabine. I just, I don't want this to turn into like the Rebel spinoff show. Like, they're already getting their own shit. Like, yeah. And Boba Fett's a character who makes sense to have in this show. Yeah. And. Well, I don't know. Like, part of me's like, okay, cool, yeah. Like, Tamara Morrison's gonna be in the second season, but also, like, I feel like I know way too much about this season, 
And I find that very problematic. It's it's super annoying because how fucking cool it would have been to not know this. And then just suddenly, hey, Boba Fett's there. And I just, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's definitely the cons it's of... disappointing. Yeah, that's that's definitely the cons of, you know, us having, you know, talking about Star Wars news every week. And, you know, this is completely, like, unavoidable, you know, especially because of, like, social media and everything. So, like, I just, it's it's just so easy to find this information, which it shouldn't be. Like, this is, should all be surprised. Like, what if we got this article, like, a year ago that there's going to be a baby Yoda in the Mandalorian? Like, that would have been, like, so shitty. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just frustrating to me because it's like, it's not, this is not something you had to go hunting for. It's not like somebody put up a link being like, oh, look at this cool spoiler. Or even, it wasn't even like, hey, look who's returning in the new series where you could possibly wait. Like, the headline is Boba Fett's back on a major, like, trade publication. And that's really, I don't know. It. It's frustrating, and also I think it, this sounds dramatic, but I don't know how else to phrase it, which is it normalizes spoilers. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, well, if Hollywood Reporter is talking about this, then it's perfectly fine to be talking openly, like, about the show two seconds after it airs, or anything like that. And that's just, I don't know, I think the whole thing is gross, and I don't like it. Yeah, I just, I feel like we know too much, and I hate saying this, but I just, I feel like the more I keep finding about finding out about the season, like, is it even going to be good? It's hard now because all that we have heard is stuff that isn't The Mandalorian. It's like, hey, here's this thing from Clone Wars, and hey, here's this thing from Rebels, maybe, and hey, here's this character from this thing. It's like, we haven't heard anything about plot in terms of characters I actually give a shit about, and I don't don't want to hear about the plot, but because it's the only news we've got, it makes it seem like this is just going to be cavalcade of cameos. Yeah, and... I don't know. I just, I really want a story and I don't want them to get distracted by, hey, look at all these characters we're including now and think that that's adding to the story. Like, it's not. Like, cameos are not a story. Like, you can, I I don't know. But, yeah. And, like, (laughs) I, I sort of wish I had, like, if we had to hear about Boba Fett that I'd heard about Boba Fett first or had only heard about Boba Fett because Boba Fett is actually the one that annoys me the least because it makes sense and already seemed like he was going to after that episode that we're going to get Boba Fett eventually. And so I would have liked it to be a surprise, but I don't have the same, oh my God, it's yet another cameo with him because again, like he's a, bounty hunter and a, a guy who at least pretended to be Mandalorian and so that makes sense for him to be on the Mandalorian uh, I will say I am relieved 
to have it be Tamara Morrison because, frankly, I don't always have faith in Star Wars doing the right thing or the smart thing. And so that was a, well, thank God, at least for that. That it's not like, hey, we found some other white dude to play him. (laughs) Some white dude that looks like Santa. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that Tamora is coming back because that's like so great and I don't know like I don't want to say that the people that are assuming that he's Rex are like reaching too much but just let the Boba fans like have this like you guys got 10 years of Captain Rex like we got I don't know like Empire Strikes Back and like five minutes of Return of the Jedi of Boba, like just yeah. give a, give or, him Boba, or at least you don't need to res- you don't need to reply to people on Twitter who are super excited about Boba coming back, being like, oh man, I hope he's playing Rex, like <laughs> like stick that on your own shit, say it in your fucking podcast, like say it on your own timeline. Don't don't reply to our buddy Hawes. Being like, hey, I hope this thing you're super fucking excited about turns out to not be true. Like, that's so shitty. Well, I just don't understand, like, why someone would, like, do that to Haas. Like, the nicest person, the purest person who posted, like, the purest content on his podcast about his excitement about Boba Fett. So, if you have the balls and audacity to comment on that and be like, I hope it's Rex, like, go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> dude, yeah, I don't know, and also, but... yeah, check out. Haas's reaction on Blue Harvest. He put up a special reaction. It's like two minutes long. It is. It made me so happy for a character who I don't like. I don't care about. Like I don't hate Boba Fett. I just I sort of like. It's not a character ever. Like I, you know, everybody has their little like you know things they get obsessed with, and that just not mine. But he makes me so excited for Boba Fett because he's so excited for Boba Fett that I'm like. I just want Haas to get Boba Fett and be happy. I think that's like the only reason why like I'm excited about Boba Fett is because Haas is excited. It's something that makes Haas really happy because just seeing Haas like really happy just makes me happy. And my villagers at Animal Crossing won't stop talking about him. So it's very (laughs) comical. (laughs) All they talk about is Haas and Jesse. Like, you see that Jesse from Beansburg visited us the other day? I miss her. Or Haas from Darmination visited and I miss him. He bought some turnips. And I'm like, everyone, even like the the villagers on Chili's love Haas, like, and Jesse. Like, just uh, beautiful human beings. And I'm just, I'm happy that Boba Fett is coming back for mostly Haas. That's great. I love that. Uh, I do too. No, actually, that's something I want to talk about to to Haas about because I think that's interesting. Like, I have it, and I should. I mean, this is not me asking a question through our podcast. I'm going to actually ask him. But for him, is knowing ahead of time and all the excitement he gets then for the run up to that, does that make up for losing the surprise? I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, either way, I think it's good that, you know, 
not only is that this character is going to be in the Mandalorian, but that he knows about it now, but also like how much sweeter it would have been like to surprisingly see that while watching and then like hearing his response to it. Like, yeah. Cause I just sort of wondered about that. Like if, if Krennic's going to be in Cassian, do I want to know? And like, if I know beforehand, then I get, you know, a couple months of excitement of being like, this is the coolest fucking thing. He's going to be there. But if I don't know, it's hard. It's hard. Cause it's almost like, I want to know if he's not going to be on, but I don't want to know if he is. Oh my God. <laughs> I, if, if I knew that, like, that would be, like, so hard to keep it from you. I mean, for God's sake, I accidentally spoiled that Mendo was in Spider-Man. <laughs> like, I don't know how I'd be able to, like, hide the fact that, like, I would know that Mendo is going to be in the Cassian series, which I don't, it just, it makes sense for him to be in it. I'm not saying that because I'm, I'm pro you and Mendo. I'm just, I'm saying that because, like, you need a bad guy in your series and you might as well, that's perfect because, you know, you if, if they created like this whole new villain or something, like it just I don't know. Yeah. And like Ben Mendelssohn's free. I don't know what other movies he's doing. He's done with the outsider. I could check his IMBD or Wikipedia, but I I don't think he's doing much. So I mean Lucasfilm, I mean shit. You're announcing all the people that are gonna be in these shows anyways. Like you might as well announce that Ben Mendelssohn's gonna be in the Cassian show. Yeah, I just don't know if I want them to announce it or not, though. I guess, but I just... Uh, it, it's it's interesting. Though if he is, I want it. I would want it to be announced like at panel at Celebration. And then he walks out on stage. That would be worth not having it be a surprise. If I were oh in the room. God. If I were in the room. If I'm not in the room and I'm watching from some overflow panel, then I don't want him to come because I am exactly that selfish. <laughs> I will do any everything in my power to get you into that panel. Like, <laughs> God only knows. Like, that's how I was at Celebration. Like, if I heard that someone wasn't going to the Mandalorian panel, I'd be like, let me help you. Like, please, God, come with me. I'll help. But... Yeah, I, I'd be willing to help you. Yeah. But, yeah. Huh, well, um, I see in the notes that there is a quiz for me. Oh, oh, I'm glad you saw it because I completely forgot about it, which is I saw an article that was talking about who... Now I got to see. I hope I bookmarked this because right, otherwise this quiz is going to die because I only remember the top answer. But it was about... Who the most... <laughs> I didn't bookmark it, god damn it. Uh, so give me a second here. But anyway, the article was about who the most, like, searched for character on, like, Google or whatever. And Star Wars is. And it had the top ten list. And this is, like, average monthly searches. There we go. So, who do you think on average currently the most searched for star wars character is baby yoda yes who okay who did he beat darth vader okay Uh, that's that oh darth vader's number three 
fuck? Okay. Um, shit. Who is number two? Um, not normal Yoda, but uh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett's in the top ten. Boba okay. Fett's number eight. Who else are people searching about? I mean, I. Anakin Skywalker? Number seven. Luke Skywalker? Nine. Ray? Not on the list. Oh, that's sad. Um, can I get a hint? Your hint is Baby Yoda. Hint for number two? Oh, the Mandalorian. Yes. Oh, there we go. All right. Yeah. Which means he's got a couple left. So, who else do you think is in the top oh, ten? Oh, God. So, the first three, Baby Yoda, Mandalorian, Darth Vader. Then Princess Leia. Not in the top ten. Han Solo? Not in the top ten. Cara Dune? Not in the top ten. There's nobody the else. F- there's There's no other Mandalorian characters. Who the fuck are people looking up, then? Um... A stormtrooper? An X-Wing? I don't know. Um, are these okay. people? Are they looking up planets? No, they're all they're all well, they're all characters. So there is Chewbacca. Number six. Because you said characters and not people, and I'm like, Chewbacca's che- Chewbacca's a person. But Yeah, but you all, there's only in the top ten, there's only one sequel character. Padme? Sequel. R2. Sequel. sequel. Oh. Sequel. 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 Oh, Kyle Ren. Yep. He's number five. I'll give you four because you said it and you just didn't have it as a guess, and that is regular f- variety Yoda. <laughs> regular variety Yoda. <laughs> oh. But w- we all still love Yoda. Regardless. Yeah, but not as much as I used to. There's only yeah, two. You but... only have you only have two left. Ah, oh, fuck, fucking shit. Okay, um, you have number seven and number ten. Nope. Three PO. Nope. Obi Wan Kenobi. Nope. Ahsoka Tano. No, nobody from Clone Wars. Captain Rex. <laughs> nobody from Clone Wars. <laughs> well, well, nobody, mm, nobody who originated in Clone Wars. Darth Maul. No. No one originated from Clone Wars, but it was in the Clone Wars. I mean, there's a ton of people that were in the Clone Wars that didn't originate, like Mace Windu and all the different Jedi. But I don't think anyone's like frantically searching Mace Windu on Google. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, okay, this is a big clue, but this character is technically on this list twice. Anakin Vader. There's yeah. Ben. Ben, Anakin. Ben Solo. 
alter egos because there's there's Anakin and then Vader. Oh, I thought I said Anakin earlier. You're starting to break up. Maybe. Who knows? But. You froze for a second. Yeah, you're breaking up a lot. Oh. Okay, so yeah, um, Anakin is number seven. Number ten's a heart. Number ten surprised me. Lando. No. Um. But you're in the right trilogy. Jabba. Yep. Ha! I win. I was surprised that Jabba's on there. I mean, still, it seemed weird to me. Like, why are people looking Um, up Jabba the Hutt? I don't know, like, Halloween costumes or, like, maybe someone really wants that Jabba figurine. I don't know. But this is crazy. Data shows that over the past year... Baby Yoda has averaged 4.7 million searches per month. People just really want to see pictures of Baby Yoda. Or find out information about Baby Yoda. Yeah. And it's a huge drop because Baby Yoda's at 4.7 and then Mandalorian's at 2.5. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. But. So. You've watched some of the Mandalorian. What are they fucking calling that show? Disney Gallery, Star Wars, something with gallery in it. It is called. Dave Filoni commentary show. Oh, Jesus. Where Dave Filoni talks about Dave Filoni (laughs) and what Dave Filoni thinks about Star Wars and what Dave Filoni did when he worked on King of the Hill and what Dave Filoni finds beautiful about the Phantom Menace and Return of the Jedi and the story that combines all those episodes and what Dave Filoni did during his interview with George Lucas. And I could go on for the next hour, but that man just doesn't give a fucking chance to anyone to say anything or do anything during that roundtable. Oh, that's that's makes me annoyed because there's a lot of people on that who I would like to hear from. And I mean, like Bryce Dallas Howard, like had some good stories. I mean, everyone did have like a fair share of stories, but I just I feel like it's the Dave show, and just everyone was just like, I I gotta give it to Dave. Like Dave is our George, or like I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing or anything. Like Dave did say a lot of like really cool things to connect like the prequels and the sequels or the the original trilogy to the prequels, and I thought that was beautiful, but. I mean, I'm here to talk about The Mandalorian. Like, 
if you want to give me a show where Dave Filoni like talks about, you know, Star Wars, you know, from George Lucas's perspective and how he mastered the prequels, like, yeah, go ahead, because that was good information. But I want to find out about the fucking Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was that show. But it was fine. I mean, it took me like an hour to watch like both episodes and it, it was cool. I mean, obviously we'll get more in the next couple of weeks, but you know, I'm watching this documentary to learn more about the docu or about the documentary to learn more about the Mandalorian and not how the original trilogy and prequels have to do with the Mandalorian. Like I already know. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to watch it and then I started like seeing those tweets about it and I'm like, Oh, this is, this is probably not the show for me. What were people saying about it? I don't know. Just a lot of stuff about Dave and I'm like, uh, I'm sure he's a really nice guy, but he's not someone I'm particularly interested in. Yeah, and it's like, I don't think he's like a bad guy either, but I mean, just give us something. I mean, I I get how important like Dave is and like the Star Wars community and everything, but I just, I really feel like this is done to have people just be like, hey, look at Dave. This is why Dave should do movies. Even though, ironically, Dave did the worst episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know. It just seems like, um, it's just a lot. It is. And I just, I would love to hear more from other directors or other, you know, or even George. Like, I would love to actually hear from George other than, you know, Dave talking about George for 30 minutes, you know, like George is here, like George, you know, can swing on by if he wants to, you know, like it was interesting, like hearing how, you know, Dave got the job at Lucasfilm, but I mean, to a certain (laughs) extent also, it's sort of like, Hey, you know how you made a big deal about you have this like diverse lineup of directors and stuff. Like, Maybe having your main focus be the middle-aged white dude is uh, not great. Yeah, I I would have loved to see how Deborah Chow got to... Well, we did get to see a little bit how like Deborah Chow got here and how Bryce Dallas Howard got here, you know, And I would love to know more about, you know, like their directing styles and everything. Like, I just think it's so interesting how Bryce Dallas Howard went from, you know, being in movies or being an actress to like directing. Like, I would love to learn more about, you know, why she chose to do that. And, you know, her range is just so interesting. And I would have loved to hear her talk about and especially like her being like Ron Howard's daughter. Like she did share a story about, you know, how she sat in on a dinner session with George and her dad in like Japan or something and that was like an interesting story but like I just would love to I don't know I just want I want more from the other directors and Taika got like not as much time of his time on screen was wonderful but I feel like it only lasted like five minutes that makes me sad 
He's a charming man. He really is. I adore him. He's great. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, hopefully the next episode will be better. Uh, but I don't know. I just, I, I don't know if I would like strongly like recommend it because, you know, I'm really strict on documentaries. Like I only recommend one if it's something that I can't stop thinking about. And I just feel like, like I almost fell asleep during this one, you know? So I don't know. I just, I, I want an episode about like the creation of like baby Yoda or like the creation of these characters. Cause I feel like that's why like documentaries are made was, you know, to figure out, okay, how did you get the story? How did you get the characters? You know, but instead we got like John Knoll to come in and talk about, you know, his work on like the prequels for a little bit or about, I just, it, it just feels very disconnected on what it should be. Hmm. Yeah, I'll probably get to it eventually, but I'm not in a big hurry. Yeah, that's okay. That is okay. Okay, please God, Skype or Zencaster not break down on me during this conversation that we're about to have next because this is two weeks in the making yeah you watched episode three and four of deadwood and they're very eventful episodes especially episode four which you just finished watching because i got a text about it i don't want i don't want to talk about it so uh spoilers if you haven't watched deadwood but episode four is uh here was a man and it is the episode where Bill Hickok gets shot. We even talk about episode three. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, because we talked about episode three, but I guess we didn't talk about it on the show. Yeah. So I'll give a brief episode three. Uh here let me let me go back on my good friend wikipedia so the new i already feel like you're gonna come in way better with me explaining the episode so just 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 go (laughs) episode three is reconnoitering the rim and it is the episode where we get a rival saloon slash brothel in town that is the Bella Union run by Cy Tolliver played by the late great Powers Booth fucking amazing performance scary and weird and pathetic all at the same time and Joni Stubbs played by Kim Dickerson what is her last name? Don't remember. Feel bad about that because she's also awesome. And also, Jesus, another great actor who has passed away. Uh, Ricky Jay, who um, actor slash uh, world-class magician. And they are the rival to the Gem Saloon, which Al Swearingen runs. A sort of relatively high class 
saloon compared to Al's. And the other big thing in this episode is um, what is his name? Brom Garrett, who has had the adventures of finding out the gold uh the land he purchased that he thought had gold in it duh, is pinched out and that was set up by Al but Brahm is dumb and decides to try to strong arm Al and it does not end well for him as he gets tossed off a cliff by like the sweetest man possible though like I just I don't know why I like that guy so much even though he kills everyone Dion is a very sweet henchman he is like he, he just is so loyal even though he kills everyone like i would trust him even though he could possibly kill me but i just i don't know wh- what it is about him but he just seems like such a nice guy and right as brahm dies they realize the gold claim is not in fact pinched out but has quite a bit of gold in it so now al is trying to buy it back what a mess. <laughs> so what did you think of the addition of this new group of characters? I mean, I always think it's interesting when like very early on a show just takes like a completely different turn. Cause I mean you're you're I'm already starting to get used to all these characters and then like new ones come in and I'm like shit I have to remember these people too but then it's like these people seem interesting like apparently these are big bad people but they haven't really done anything bad yet except make Al mad and I don't know just Al mad is just like really entertaining and I I need to see it more especially him yelling <laughs> what the fuck to someone because that is wonderful but. I don't know. Like, it is a fancy saloon. Like, even though, like, saloons are, like, weird. And I was just, like, you know, looking inside. I'm like, wow, this is really nice compared to Al's. Yeah. I mean, it's all it's all relative. And it's still, you know, rip-off gambling and uh, fairly badly exploited and abused women who are being sold. So it's not great. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. But they have but, really nice dresses. Yeah, their dresses are nicer. Like, their hair is all up done nice. Like, yeah. And then, like, the next episode, like, they're, they're paying, like, the doctor to come in, like, extra days, and he's getting paid more. So it's, like, great. But... Yeah, things take a turn in episode four. They do. Um, now, this is one of those things that happens because, I mean, Bill Hickok was a real person. He was killed by Jack McCall in Deadwood playing cards. That is historical fact that we know. It's still... Really got we rushing. know. Yeah. We know. Who is we? It is a it is known. Known by who? People who know stuff about the eighteen hundreds in the American West. I didn't know this. 
When I was watching for the first time, like I, I knew he like I knew he that Wabba Hickok was this you know old West character who was assassinated. Like I wasn't, I was expecting it to happen like much later in the show, because I had no idea like when it happened, and I was expecting him to be like a major character. I didn't think it would happen at all. It's very was... sad. He's the most wonderful man. And then, like, you find out he has a wife, and I'm like, God, like, he's just, he's just this wonderful man. He's nice to Jane, and then with the kid, and just, he's, he has a nickname. You know, he calls, what's his, Seth Montana? And I'm like, that's beautiful. Like, he just, all around good guy, and gets killed by that fucker. By the most, like, annoying piece of shit character on the show. Which makes it worse. And just, like, the climatity of that scene of just everyone gathering around, like, you see all these people, like, holding the guy, being like, let's kill him. Then you see this random guy holding up someone's head, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, the climax of this episode is, is, like, we see, we see Wild Bill get shot and then it just goes into this gong sequence where you're just getting this really like intense like music and you're seeing like characters rush towards Tom Noddles where he was shot and then you also see like various characters watching it so you go to Seth watching all these people you go to Jane watching all these people and it's sort of like right away they kind of know what happened I mean I think especially Jane because I mean Wild Bill was this huge celebrity and especially for this huge celebrity to be in Deadwood like that's that is like a huge like a big deal and so it's like if, you know, if you were, like, in your small town and fucking George Clooney got assassinated or something, like, that's something everybody is suddenly there. Everybody is is all around. And it is gut-wrenching to watch the, rev- like, like, seeing Jane realize what's going on just is, is just, like, destroys me every time I see it. I didn't want to see how or see Jane because I'm like I know oh. n- because you know, she grabs that bottle of liquor and just goes down on it and just throws it back on the ground. I'm just like God, like she must be fucking devastated. And you know Seth too. Like seeing Seth's reaction, I know he didn't know Bill a long time, but. I'm like, that's the thing, too, is that I was just, I was waiting. It was like, you know, the Lion King when Simba's like, Dad, get up. Dad. <laughs> like, I was waiting for Bill to get up. And then he just falls to the ground dead. Yeah. It's, um, it's a really sad episode. And I was like, I, like, I almost wanted to warn you, but I'm like, no, I can't fucking spoil that for her because it's, like, such a big moment on the show. And not one you're expecting four episodes into a show. 
I mean, is this like the biggest moment of the show? Like, is this like what like people like go back and remember? Like, oh, remember when Bill Hillcock was killed? No, like I think it's it's a fairly like talked about as like one of the more like emotional things in the show, and it's also like it's it kind of in some ways it just sort of sets this tone of. Like, Deadwood is this terrible, you know, like, terrible things happen in Deadwood. And it is this illegal territory, lawless place, and people just get killed a lot. (laughs) But it's also, you know, it is such an emotional turning point for Jane. Like, that is a, like, a defining moment for that character, and a lot of what happens for the next for the next season is in response to that. And it's also it it you'll see a lot with with Seth and like his reactions to it and how that is sort of like tells you a lot about his character. Yeah, it just this whole episode with Brahm's wife, like she's playing all these games. I don't know what she's trying to do. Like, I know that she's not sad about her husband dying. Like, I don't think she gave two shits about Brom. But, like... Yeah, I mean, I don't think she's, like, happy about it or anything, but I do think to a certain degree she's like, well, that was kind of inevitable. Yeah, like, I think she was giving that speech to, like, Jane about, like, how, like, before her father, like, or before the wedding, her father said something like, oh, I can never repay you, but I can repay a a bunch of people. And that was, like, interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, this this was not a love match, certainly. And also, the other thing to keep in mind is she is off her face on Godnam. Yeah. Which is going to numb you to quite a bit. Yeah. So, like, I I just, I don't know what she's trying to do. Like, is she just trying to, you know, justify the death of her husband by, like, getting Al in deep shit? Or, like, because obviously, like, that's not going to happen because it's Al. You know, she has that great, uh, when she's talking to to Wild Bill, and he, you know, he has the whole, like, when I, when I warned your, like, when I warned your husband about it, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't do it in thunder, listen to the thunder, I think is, is such a, a cool spot, but. Yeah, she's got a lot going on. Wild Bill was just so cool. He was great with the long hair and then just being like so like quietly awesome while also being a, you know, messed up gambling addict. Yeah, but he's a lovable gambling addict. Yeah, and I liked his like his relationship with Seth is great, and I love his friendship with Charlie, and especially with Jane. I mean, because we see, like, 
the shitty way people automatically react to her and that he just was so kind to her and how much she loved him. It's, uh, I mean, I know he's only in four episodes, but it's one of my favorite relationships on the show. And him and Jane, like, Jane, like, worships the floor that he yeah. walks on. Like, she, he is so, like, respected by her and by a lot of people. So, the his death, I mean, like, he's dead, right? Yeah. And that's the thing that sucks, too, is that, like, there's, like, this, like, 1 through 10% like chance inside of me that's like maybe he's gonna come back like maybe maybe this isn't it but I know it probably is because I I know that like right before we started recording like when I just ended the episode I'm like I need to press play on the next episode so I know that he's in fact dead because you just you never know anymore with characters and I don't know. And I mean, like, the episode was good. I don't think that we needed that sex montage with Al and Trixie. But... Yeah. It's interesting. Like, <laughs> there's actually... There's quite a bit of sex on this show. And... Almost none of it is erotic. Yeah. Like, it's all really just sort of, like visceral and mechanical and uncomfortable like none of it is none of it is sexy no and it's weird too because you know especially like with al and trixie like that last episode you know like i feel like they had like kind of like a little moment because like she was like she was she gave him like a pedicure or some shit and he like said like please to her and she just like gave him this look like what please <laughs> and just like they just had this like moment so it's like i know that more is going to happen with them but it's like we get that then we get this like mechanical like sex scene between them because he's mad about something and he thinks that sex will fix that and i, I don't know like but other than that like it was it was a good episode i'm, I'm very shocked about bill I, I don't think i'm gonna get over bill until i have to rewatch next saturday because i i I, I don't want to break my one episode a week rule because i i don't want to like binge this because like i need to be able to process it Mm. but yeah so um i I can't just keep saying the next week is another good one but next week is another good one that's good yeah that guy's an asshole like i I didn't think that he would do something that stupid, but I was waiting for him to do something stupid. And I was waiting for Bill to turn around and just kill him like he normally does, but it was different this time. I think that's why they have the scene in in episode two where the guy is there to kill him and he like doesn't even have a chance to draw his gun before Bill shoots him. Like, Bill Bill had that pegged, like, the second those guys turned. Like, you know, he calls uh, Seth over beforehand being like, hey, watch those guys for me. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of, like, sets him up to be this almost, like, mythical, indestructible figure. Which makes it all the more shocking that this fucking piece of shit, like, drunken, like, nothing character is the one who kills him. 
God, in that conversation that he had with Al, oh my God. Like, yeah. Uh, this show took a turn and I'm interested to see where this is going because like, you know, does Seth know that it was that drunk guy? Like, do you think that Al, did you think that Al did it? You know, like all these conspiracy theories are going to go. And I don't know. I just, I don't want anyone to have like false ideas because I don't want a big fight to start because like Seth thinks that Al did it or, you know, the other way around. Like, and then. And then Brahm's wife, like, I, I hope that she's okay. I hope she doesn't do something stupid that gets her killed or I don't know. There's 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 a lot to come. I mean, this is only four episodes in. Uh, it's a lot. And I'm definitely glad I watched it before, like right before we recorded, because I don't know how I would have done like having to sleep on it without talking <laughs> to you about it. Yeah. No, I was. I have been waiting to get that text message. <laughs> I can't, can't believe they shot Wild Bill. Like I knew, I knew that one was coming. I'm just surprised that no one spoiled it. I think it's like the show's old enough that like it's just not you know. But I'm glad nobody did. Me too. Well, I hope I continue to go spoiler three, like through this. Like I'm very careful with like, like I after every episode, I like read like what like the episode synopsis or whatever, like just so that I'm like, okay, like that happened, that happened. Like doing like mental check marks, being mm-hmm. like, okay, if I didn't get this, you know, I get it now or something. Uh, but who is the guy that was sick in the saloon? Is he important at all? Oh, the guy who comes into um, the Bella Union? Yeah. Yeah. That is, like, you don't, like, this is, like, the first time we see him, but that is um, Andy. And that is going to be an important storyline. Yeah, because I just, I feel like all these storylines are, like, starting up at once, and just, it's like, okay, I have to pay attention to this, and then, like, the, you know, the Brom Garrett murder thing, and then, like, this, and then... Bill comes in and tries to, like, save the day. But then, like, Bill is shot. So, like, no one's going to save the day. And <laughs> No one's going to save the day is a recurring theme. That's so shitty. <laughs> Why do I people want to go to Deadwood? Gold. Fucking gold. hate gold (laughs) that's that's my review of this episode is i hate gold (laughs) okay fair enough oh well i i hope that everyone's enjoying our deadwood conversations (laughs) i'm enjoying them that's good that's all that matters then yeah and we keep them at the end of the episodes. If you're not enjoying them, you can turn off after we talk about Star Wars. Yeah, you can just shut us off and go to the next, go to Emily's next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
go listen to a Star Wars podcast that actually talks about Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else? No. I think that's it. Alright, Brittany, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Ethland. Um, the podcast is at Cantabite Pod. You can email us cantabitepod at gmail.com. Um, rate and review us uh, wherever you listen to the podcast. Other than that, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Ghetto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Ghetto bitch. Brittany the Ginge and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Ghetto bitch number one.